It's Philosophy Talk. Wake up, have breakfast, eat lunch, take a bath. Does everything we do, no matter how small, express our philosophy? Think of the things you do every day. Brushing your teeth, talking to your parents, shopping, driving to work, going to the gym, preparing dinner, falling asleep and dreaming. Can philosophy illuminate ordinary acts in an ordinary life? Ever since I started working, um, every single day of my life has been worse than the day before it. Are there philosophies of sandwich making, underwear folding, and shoe tying? Our guest is Robert Roland Smith, author of Breakfast with Socrates, An Extraordinary Philosophical Journey Through Your Ordinary Day. Philosophy and Everyday Life. Coming up on Philosophy Talk, after the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW San Francisco. Our conversations begin over on the Stanford campus at Philosopher's Corner. Today, philosophy and everyday life. Ken, uh, all philosophers know that Socrates said the unexamined life is not worth living. Which implies that if a life is worth living, well then it must be worth examining. So in this episode, we're going to take Socrates' advice to heart, and we're going to examine life, ordinary, everyday, possibly boring life, through the lens of philosophy. So, like, let's start by considering the arc of a single day, for example, from waking up through going to work to falling asleep, maybe after a good meal or sex with your partner. What does philosophy have to teach us about the events that make up a day? Or consider the arc of a lifetime, from birth through taking your first steps, learning to talk, having your first kiss through marriage, divorce for some of you, retirement, death for all of us. What does philosophy have to teach us about the events that make up a lifetime? To help us answer these questions, we'll be joined by Robert Roland Smith. He's author of two books about philosophy and everyday life. His first book was Breakfast with Socrates, An Extraordinary Philosophical Journey Through Your Ordinary Day. His second is Driving with Plato, The Meaning of Life's Milestone. You know, Ken, as I read Breakfast with Socrates, I was struck by how it seems that Robert Roland Smith and I took exactly the opposite approach to philosophy. How do you mean that, John? Well, I, I usually start with something that people find mysterious, initially find mysterious. Philosophers find mysterious. Maybe everybody finds mysterious like personal identity or consciousness or freedom. Then I put a lot of effort into trying to show that in the end, nothing, all that mysterious is going on after all. So, for example, it seems extraordinary to some philosophers that in a world governed by relentless, inescapable causal necessity, human beings can still nonetheless act freely in violation of that causal necessity. And, and that combination of, of causation and freedom drives some philosophers to, to say batty things, that if I'm going to pick up and drink from my coffee cup, then I can't not pick up and drink from my coffee cup. Uh, it leads them to say all kinds of crazy things about responsibility and freedom. So, and sensible philosophers like you, what do you do? Well, I try to calm down and look closely at how ordinary people make decisions and how our concepts and words work and try to filter out the bad ideas of generations of philosophers. 
then I claim you can have your causation and freedom. You can have your freedom and eat your determinism, so to speak, without having, without having to, to believe in anything too weird. So that makes what at first seemed extraordinary, at least to some philosophers, the fact of freedom in a deterministic world seemed perfectly ordinary. Now, that's how you work. Now, how do you see what Robert Rowland Smith is up to in comparison with the way you work? Well, I, I want to emphasize I admire his approach, and I, I don't see them as, as uh, inconsistent, just more complementary. But instead of starting with some highfalutin philosophical puzzle, like how you can reconcile freedom and determinism, he starts with perfectly ordinary events, like taking a bath or driving to work, and makes them philosophically alive, using insights from Socrates to start with a lot of people in between yeah. who I've never read. Right, right. Consider, I mean, consider what he says to illustrate what you mean about waking up. And that's something we do every day, and it sort of takes us by surprise because you just wake up and you're there. Here's what he says, though. Predictable and unpredictable in equal measure, waking up is a paradox, a kink in the straight logic of things, which is just one of the reasons why it's worth thinking about, one of the profoundest actions we can take. The whole of philosophy, he says, is about nothing else. And from there, he launches into this really interesting and entertaining discussion of the nature of consciousness. This very interesting author, Robert Roland Smith, is going to join us shortly to help lead us on a philosophical tour of the milestones of everyday life. And whether you're own life is ordinary or extraordinary, we want you to travel on our philosophical journey, too. But first, our roving philosophical reporter, Caitlin Esch, talked to some women who incorporate philosophy into their everyday lives. She files this report. It's years since I've been angry or scared, really. I can't remember when. As a tutor at the School of Practical Philosophy in Pleasanton, California, Mariam Sefinia leads classes in wisdom and in family. She's not exactly a trained philosopher. She actually used to be an architect. Her husband, also a tutor at the school, is a retired oral surgeon. We're just people who are interested in the big questions of life. You may have heard of the School of Practical Philosophy. It's an international nonprofit corporation formed in London in 1937. Back then, it was known as the School of Economic Science. So you're going to be my student now, right? So, upright and balanced, and sort of sit square, you know? These days, classes mix Eastern and Western philosophies, incorporating Advaita Vedanta, or the philosophy of non-duality, as well as Plato, Socrates, Rumi, Shakespeare, American transcendentalism, and of course, meditation. If you notice any tightness in your chest or stomach, just release it so that your breath can be deep and full. Safinia came to the school 22 years ago when she was living in London. She says before enrolling, she was miserable. It was a time of difficulty personally. Uh, physically, I had cancer, but I didn't know it yet. It, uh, I think it was in week four or five of the philosophy that I was diagnosed with it. Um, my daughter was going through difficult problems and life was difficult. She learned simple lessons that transformed her life, like how to feel calm and aware. Safinia's students say the same thing. It has enlarged my spectrum. It has uh, opened my eyes to new possibilities and um, a deeper understanding of uh, how things work. It gives me a sense of stability. Becoming what I talk or what I know or what I want to do and being that and really practicing it in life. The classes aim to increase happiness and develop perspective. Whatever you give your attention to grows. 
So if you keep going back over and over to what the boss said that made you angry or so-and-so insulted you or whatever, that's going to grow. Safini's students all say the same thing. It's not about changing your surroundings to fit your needs. It's about changing yourself. You don't lose your steadiness with the turbulences of life. You know, you always have access to that, which is an inner experience, an inner certainty. It has nothing to do with what happens in the outside world. And so everything becomes a delight. Brushing your teeth is delightful. You know, the smell of toothpaste is uh, magical. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Caitlin Ash. Want to hear more? You can find the complete episode on iTunes Music, or for unlimited listening, become a subscriber at philosophytalk.org.